Hi, welcome to Electronic Quarterback, our video podcast series where we explore the relationship between leadership and technology. I'm here with a friend and colleague, Daryl Heaps from Q4. I've known Daryl about 10 years now. 10 years. And uh, I thought, good opportunity, maybe just tell us a little bit about Q4 and then we'll, uh, we'll dive in to sure. some uh, questions. Yeah, I mean, first, thanks very much for, for having me. I appreciate uh, being on uh, being on the thanks, show. And, thanks for giving us the time. And yeah. uh, uh, electronic quarterback uh, takes me back. <laughs> uh, when you, you had me at electronic quarterback when, uh, when the invite came through. So I, I was super excited to be able to, uh, to join today. Right, well, we tried to get a bunch off the internet to give away as gifts, but we're still working on that. Oh, yes? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, so Q4, we're a, a platform for uh, investor relations. So uh, investor relations teams inside of public companies use our platform to manage all of their communication and engagement with primarily institutional investors. Um, we've been doing it now for, I started it in 2006 or so. So it's been a little bit of time, um, but around maybe five years ago or so, we really changed the model to, uh, to really focus on investor relations mm-hmm. and understanding um, the pain points that our customers had and how we could really help solve them. Um, and thankfully, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of uh, great tailwinds that we've been able to benefit from, both from a regulatory perspective and also just in terms of kind of macro dynamics of how the market works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's been, uh, it's, been a good, uh, it's been a good run and we can continue to try to learn from our customers and continue building out our, our stack of products to help solve problems for them. So about f- five years, so seven or eight years in, things started to really kind of go? Yes, yeah, it was yeah. one of those things of a... Uh, you the, know, seven, the eight year overnight success. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, although I think we're still trying to have that, uh, that overnight success, I guess. Uh, with every level you get to, you know, there's always, always yeah. the next level to, to push for. Definitely, definitely. And so we are talking about technology and leadership and, 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 and operating businesses and, uh, you know, really at any level we can explore this. But, uh, you know, how, how do you find over the course of your career, uh, how much of, a, of an influence has technology had on your own leadership style? So I would say, I mean, technology certainly is incredibly disruptive. Uh, in general. So you think when we started it back in 2006 to today, um, the advent of things like social media uh, didn't really exist in, in 06, right. blogging. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, the aspect of leadership, I think, is something which doesn't really change over time in terms of good leadership. So, uh, you know, like Game of Thrones, uh, one of the episodes was on last night, and I would say like... Careful in, now. Being a good. Oh, wait, this won't be live for a while. You no, can no, do there's, spoilers. There's, I want no. Yeah. There's no spoiler coming. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Jon Snow doesn't die. You <laughs> um, <laughs> um, may at some point. I don't know when this is going to go. Around. But anyways, uh, but being a leader, even you know, back in medieval times, I think mm-hmm. is very similar to what it takes to be a leader today. And I think leadership at its core um, isn't, doesn't change with technology. Mm-hmm. That being a good leader is uh, is about having vision and consistency and mm-hmm. being collaborative and transparent and really being able to set a direction for a business, uh, a movement, um, mm-hmm. a war, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is that people can rally behind. And I mm-hmm. think humans, um, when they rally behind a cause or an effort or, or what have you, uh, that leadership component is something which is consistent throughout throughout the human experience throughout time. Mm-hmm. What I think technology changes is information, it changes mm-hmm. speed, it changes the fact like in today's world when we're all super hyper-connected with our phones and information, mm-hmm. the speed at which you're executing decisions and the tools at which you use to communicate have changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the, in the past when, um, you know, there wasn't something like 
we use Slack inside inside our company, and yeah. that's fundamentally changed communication from email, and email mm -hmm. changed everything from before that. Um, so I think that that it's it's important to embrace the tools. It's important to embrace technology to move quicker and to execute faster, mm. but to not lose sight of the fact that you, I don't think you can buy leadership. It's not like go buy this piece of technology mm -hmm. oh, and there you, there you go, leadership is better. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a tool and should be used as a should be in my view should be viewed as a tool. Um, and uh, but it doesn't replace the actual yeah. kind of core values of what a good leader is. Yeah. And that's that's really an interesting perspective because we've heard different perspectives in in different conversations that we've had. Things turning around and being very bottom up, and and leaders just really there to kind of block and tackle for everybody. And then we've heard the opposite of uh, you know it needs to be a bit of both. But um, well, I think I th on on that note, if you look at that, that because uh, I could see if you could have people would have that perspective that. Technology today does give you much better access to your your workforce and your entire team in terms of like what are they thinking and what are they, they feeling, but that also comes from what is it that the the leadership of that business is looking for because if you mm -hmm. have a command and control type of environment mm -hmm. um, that's not interested in feedback, um, again that's not driven by technology because mm -hmm. you don't need technology to go and get feedback from your employees from mm -hmm. a, let's say like an entry-level employee or a junior level you don't need technology to go up and say hey Bob like can you tell me like what's it like to work in, in your role yeah. now certainly today we can ask all Bob's uh, mm -hmm. at all levels throughout the organization through like anonymous surveys or things like that mm -hmm. and get more information uh, quicker yeah. but I think that kind of um, having a, a leadership style which is looking for that bottom-up kind of information yeah. again is it in, I guess in my view doesn't come from uh, from technology I think the the risk or the challenge with all of this is that it can suck you into minutia very very quickly and you have to be quite cognizant Definitely. to not be managing the, the trying to manage the overall business and lead the overall business by dealing with the millions of different things that are happening um, at all levels of the organization that may or may not be yeah. important. Well, this is my example I use. I mean, you know, I could be on, we use Microsoft Teams. We actually did use Slack, we moved to Teams. And uh, we use email, and then people text me on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I can get a, I can literally get a message on Teams in a thread and we're deciding like, should we go after Asia as a market? And then the next one is, should we change the coffee? Right. <laughs> right. Literally. And I'm actually some days equally interested in both those things. Right. Just, that's just my personal sort of makeup. Mm -hmm. But uh, do you find that it's a little bit more difficult to kind of keep yourself where you need to be, uh, given the, the, that example that I just gave you as sort of an example? Yeah, I mean, I think that in today's world in general, focus is something that you have to be quite deliberate about. Mm. That um, if you don't Good if you word. don't focus on being focused, yeah. uh, there's so many distractions. Yeah, you know, like even if let's say you get some message on your phone and it's business related, you pick it up. Well, yeah. the likelihood that you get sucked into Instagram or some other thing that's not relevant to work is can be quite high. So I yeah. think that the the kind of that distraction level is mm. at the highest and that applies to not only uh, from a leadership perspective but throughout the whole organization mm. so i think trying to be um you know a lot of it comes back to like the basics like being purpose driven why are we here why are we doing this why does this matter mm. all of that matters more today because you're combating against you know whatever it is fill in the blank in terms of what gets your attention so, on you, Instagram so or whatever 
your, your company this has a why statement. Do you have a why statement? Why do we exist? Yes. One of those? Mm -hmm. You have one of those? We do. Do you, do you know what it is off by heart? Yes, um, we exist to uh, help our clients win in the capital markets. Um, and that means different things to different yeah. clients, but it's really about winning yeah. capital markets without going down kind of a whole path there. It's a, it's a zero sum game. There's only a certain amount of money in the world. Yeah. And uh, we are there for our clients to help them win in that market and attract more capital than, than their competitors. Yeah. Players. And sorry, the only reason is I, I always struggle with the why statement and for my own companies. And it's, it's, there's people that have worked with me for years and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But I think it's great to have one. And yours is very clear and concise. Um, and so what, it, and, and that leads me to, we, we had a little conversation earlier because it, it seems to me that people that work for me that maybe are a little younger are the ones that come up and say, well, why? Why do we exist? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I'll be totally honest, in early days, my first response to that was, well, you know, we're, we're a business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to be successful as a business and serve our customers. And, you know, it was sort of like basic answers. Like I didn't know even why the question was being asked, but I've come to understand that it's a very important question. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but do you find differences as a CEO? You've got people, you know, we have people in our company that are 60, 50, 40, 30, right. 20, literally. There's only 45 people. So... So I would. Uh, do, you, do you have a flex there, depending on who it is, or it's? In in my view of that, um, is I don't really think it it's an age thing. So, you know, there's lots of stuff out if you want to find it. And it's been all over the uh, sure. media and the web and stuff about millennials. Millennials are different. Yeah. In my experience, uh, they're not. They're not. And generation to generation, I don't think is is different. It's. The world around us has changed mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is and it comes to with, with purpose like I think the reason why purpose is so important in today's world is like I, I gave you the quick little uh, uh, snippet in terms of we help our clients win in the capital markets but a larger question is like why does investor relations matter mm -hmm. and so what we talk about is the value of the capital markets the importance of the capital markets and mm. the importance of the capital markets in as it relates to capitalism mm. and the capitalism in today's world as maybe some people view it in well, what I take, what I tell new recruits coming in is that if you don't believe in capitalism, then you should not work here. If right. you don't believe in the stock market, you shouldn't be here. Now, I believe in the stock market because I believe it's been the best um, mm -hmm. economic generator that's ever come to ever been invented in the entire world, and I believe mm -hmm. that that drives good for for the humanity, for the planet, etc. So, connecting back like something which is oh, capital markets, the stock market sounds kind of boring. Connecting that back to the fact that it really does matter, and what we mm -hmm. do. If you do great IR, great investor relations, companies that employ like the best real. investor relations are typically worth 30% more than companies that don't. Right. So that 30% value, where does that yeah. go? Well, it goes to stockholders, it goes to your mutual fund holders, it goes into your pocket, my pocket, drives the economy, et cetera. Yeah, gets and, reinvested, yeah. And the reason why that matters when it comes to working with people, and again, this is why it matters, I think, to, I think to every age group, is that if you want to find a new job, if you work for Q4 and you want to find a new job, well, it's as easy as go swipe right. You mm -hmm. can find a new job like that, especially mm -hmm. in competitive markets like here in Toronto or other competitive markets. The people inside that business have an incredible ability to find a new job. 
And that is a technology thing. That's mm -hmm. not a millennial thing. That's not an age thing. Any, if you are working and you're viable and you can deliver value, you can find a job very quickly. So the competition for, for talent mm -hmm. means that people have to be there for more than just a paycheck. Right. And if they're there for more of a paycheck and they believe in what they're doing and they love the people that they're working with and they believe in leadership and they feel like they're making a difference, well, mm. like that's what matters to people. And again, mm -hmm. that's not like, oh, you're this age, so you, you care about something different than this person. Mm -hmm. It's technology that's changed it all. It's, mm -hmm. it's the, the world we live in that, is, uh, that makes things different, which makes all those other kind of what used to be kind of the touchy-feely or soft things matter even more. Because in the mm -hmm. past, people say they work at a job for, you know, you get, once you get a job, you're there for life. Well, it's also mm -hmm. because there wasn't really all that much opportunity. It's like, I have this job because I don't even know if there's other jobs available. What do I, right. do I look in the paper and I look at like, who's looking for a job? Yeah. Now, you look up, up it's phone. 20 years later. Open up, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you open your phone and you can be like, I want to work here. This is my skill set. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can, you can get interviews and probably get a job pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's, you need to really kind of you double down on all that other stuff. Want to work there. Yeah. 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 Okay, that, well, you know what? That is a, uh, a unique perspective as far as what we've heard today. But it, oh, I mean, good. it makes sense. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it, it's, you're right. I mean, it it's really is about the core values, the core leadership skills. They haven't changed that much. I did have just because, and also your answers are, are awesome and we're over time, but I don't care. Okay, so I actually, it doesn't matter. I can make this as long as I want. <laughs> so... You know, because you, I want to go back to that military analogy because there's a part of that that didn't resonate with me, which is sitting back from the battle and seeing the battle versus, you know, let's say a different show that we talk about, like, or movie, Gladiator was a good one. Mm -hmm. You know, he's right first one in. And in yes. theory, he's the most valuable soldier in a sense. He's the leader, but he's the first one in putting himself at the most risk. Right. Mm -hmm. And what do you what, what's your kind of sort of style, you know, in that context? So I would say kind of what my aspiration is yeah. uh, versus the reality. Yeah, um, sure. What comes to mind when you say that is that there's a, um, a saying, which is as a leader, are you working in the business or are you working on the business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the most important thing to do as a leader, as a company gets out of its talk about another thing about like startup gravity. So mm -hmm. I think like startup, when you first start, like you have to be on the front line, you have to be grinding every day, mm -hmm. doing absolutely everything to get it to a point where you actually have a business. Mm -hmm. When that happens, the really important thing is to switch and start focusing on, on, on running the business, not being in it. So mm -hmm. not being on the front lines, stepping mm -hmm. back, making sure you've set the stage for the front lines to work so that you can be thinking about mm -hmm. what is the next step and the next step. And that's really the role, like that's the role that I have today. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I do get sucked into yeah. the weeds like here and there, yeah. but that also exposes sure. the weaknesses of the business because yeah. if, if the leader, if the CEO is working on something in the weeds, well then there's a bigger problem because the CEO should be focused on longer term mm -hmm. thinking, strategy, vision, where are we going, resource allocation, et cetera, to make sure that you're thinking about mm -hmm. you know, next year or the year after, not tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So on an earlier episode, uh, Dean Hopkins from 111 talked about stages of businesses mm -hmm. and that different leaders were appropriate for the different stages. Sure. So it's really fascinating what you just said. So as you moved from that startup gravity phase to, okay, some things are in place here. Mm -hmm. I can take a step back. Did you have a moment where you realized, hey, I'm actually good at this one because this is totally different, um, right? You're not, you're not 
solving 50 problems an hour and doing all the sales and you know the accounting all at the same time right? i think it's uh trying to be self-aware to a point to understand that like one of the things that motivates me when i wake up in the morning is thinking about am i a block or am i the solution right am i blocking okay. am i blocking because if and you have to be focused on as the company grows because the leadership has to evolve mm-hmm. so am i evolving faster than the business so mm-hmm. that is engaging in uh like reading and education and training and mentors and everything to try to get to that next level to mm-hmm. make sure that myself and the management team, everyone around me is evolving faster than the businesses. Yeah. So we can guide it to the next level. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking a little extra time with us today. My pleasure. And My pleasure. it was great to see you. And uh, maybe we'll get you out for another one of these sometime. Anytime. And uh, yeah, thanks very much. Thank you for watching this episode of Electronic Quarterback. Don't forget to rate, review, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much.